Hello, and welcome back, or welcome for the first time, to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett. I am a child therapist who lives and works in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, and this is a podcast dedicated to play therapy and child therapy coming at it from a child-centered perspective. And today on the podcast, I want to talk about trusting the process. And I got an email recently from someone who listens saying that it would be helpful to have podcasts geared towards people who are just learning about play therapy or who are just doing their first play therapy sessions. And when I think about what it was like for myself to be a play therapist to start and what it's been like for people I know who are also play therapists. Trusting the process can be one of the most difficult parts of learning how to do play therapy. I think that, say when I sometimes explain to a parent who is unfamiliar with play therapy or whoever's bringing in their child what play therapy is, that's a thing that's gotten easier for me to do with time. At first, I would sometimes feel self-conscious about it or have a hard time explaining exactly what it is that happens inside of a playroom and part of the reason why that was so difficult for me to do at first is because I didn't really yet know what happens inside of a playroom. I mean, I had had other people tell me what happens inside of a play therapy session. Early on, I had experienced play therapy sessions that felt powerful, but when explaining to another person what this whole play therapy thing is and what this whole play therapy thing is going to do for their child and how it's helpful and how it's healing and how it's valuable and how it's worth their time and it's worth their time in the same way that, say, talk therapy is worth their time. And if that parent across from me seemed incredulous, or even if I thought that they seemed incredulous, I would get insecure. Because one of the difficult things about trusting the process of play therapy is that we are holding that process by ourselves. Say you're working with an adult or maybe even a teenager and you're doing talk therapy, and you're moving through different aspects of their experience, the person that you're working with is learning more about themselves, they're experiencing new parts of themselves, they're setting new boundaries in their life, or they're taking more risks, they felt stuck and now they're unstuck, or they were feeling numb and now they have feelings, or they were feeling overwhelmed and now they feel calm. Whatever that process is, It can be named by, hopefully, you and the person who is receiving the therapy. There are multiple people on the same page who can name that process at different points, and it can be held together. Play therapy isn't like that. It's not a conscious-based way of interacting with another person. Whatever is happening inside of a playroom is something that you as the play therapist are holding by yourself. And that thing that you're holding by yourself is a child playing in your relationship with that child. So if there are only really two parts of this play therapy thing that actually happen, which is the play itself, we could sprinkle in a little bit of conversation if we want to, but with a lot of children, it's just playing. And then the relationship between us and the child, and that's it. 
the one big piece of that is play and culturally it's a at least speaking from an american standpoint but i'm sure this applies probably globally maybe not but probably that it's not like people see a group of kids playing and say wow that's a really good use of their time they may say oh those kids should be doing homework ideally or maybe we should have them in some kind of a structured activity or maybe they should be like practicing an instrument or some other kind of skill or they could be doing chores and learning the value of hard work we have a lot of different ways that we devalue play as people so on top of as play therapists being the only ones who are holding this process who are holding what's happening inside of the playroom and everything else we're also maybe the only ones who are valuing play the same way that we are. I mean, I had a, I mean, I have had both parents and children say to me that all we do in here is play and say it in a way that is derogatory towards what play is. But if we are doing play therapy, then we believe that play is the medium by which children learn about themselves and who they are. We believe that that knowledge and awareness and access of themselves and of their dynamic nature allows them to know themselves better and love themselves better and understand themselves better and be more aware of themselves as people in this world. We believe that play is a vehicle for healing past experiences. We believe that play can help an individual develop the skills necessary to do whatever it is that their play has driven them to do. We believe that play comes from the unconscious. We believe that integrating the conscious and the unconscious is valuable for any individual to live an integrated life. We believe that play is so important, but that can be easy to lose sight of when we're the only ones holding it. And there will be times when we have our own crises of faith in the process. Maybe it doesn't seem like it's working. Maybe we're new doing this and we haven't yet witnessed a child move through this process. We're present for this for the first time. And at that point, unless you're feeling the power of it in your sessions, but, but there can be so many things that can get in the way of that. You could be anxious when you first start out about... Am I giving the right kinds of responses? There's so much languaging and everything else that goes into play therapy and you're aware of your body and you don't ask questions and you try to say things in a certain kind of way and you're being like 100% focused on another human being but also being incredibly self-aware. It's, it's a different way of being with someone. It's a therapeutic way of being with someone. It's a healing way of being with someone. So to be learning that while also starting a new process that maybe other people don't understand, maybe that even the people you're working with don't understand it, whether it's the child or the family or both. And at that point, all you really have left is faith and trust, faith in the value of play, faith in the value of relationship, faith in the value of this child being accepted. I mean, this like play is sort of a part of this we've covered, but the relationship is a different aspect of this. Although obviously they they go together because play is a medium that children are naturally drawn toward and t drawn towards rather and we accept that but we also accept them and we believe wholeheartedly in the value of acceptance that's another place to put faith in that 
even if I'm not giving all the right responses, even if I'm not facilitating this in the exact way I want to, even if I need to get some new toys and I realize that maybe the things that I have aren't as adequate as I want them to be, even if I wasn't present for every moment of this session or didn't give the responses that I always wanted to give, I was accepting of them and they got to be themselves and that that has more value than, than we could know in the life of an individual to be accepted. And there's a lot of fancy words that we put on to play therapy to make it sound efficacious. Is that how you say that word? Efficacious? Effective? Like we could we say that, yeah, it helps with ADHD. It helps increase your attention span. And like it helps with, uh, you know, emotion regulation. It helps with emotional awareness. It helps with anger management. It's helpful for someone who's struggling with grief or with school issues or with home issues. And we find ways to, to name all of those things in a way that sounds good and sounds palatable to people who maybe don't just come in, a family who doesn't just come in to working with a play therapist with the previous knowledge that like, yeah, uh, acceptance and play are healing in themselves and they, they heal everything more or less. And like, that's, that's all we need to know. We find ways, I guess, as a community of play therapists to explain what we do to other people without really saying what it is that we do if we're being child-centered at least i recognize that there are a multitude of ways to uh go about doing play therapy because at the core is just acceptance and play and trusting that process there's really not much else to it i mean there's there's um I get, I get a little afraid when I say that because it sounds reductive or something, or it sounds like what we do is is easy. I wouldn't call it easy. It takes a lot of uh, personal work to be present with another person um, and to be therapeutic with another person and then to, you know, maybe take the additional layers of crafting your responses in such a way to cater to that individual's personal need for acceptance or for outlet, or for witnessing of their experience, or for them diving more deeply into their experience, or whatever whatever that is. Like, there's, there's other things to throw on top of it, but I feel like every time I start getting caught up in those things to throw on top of it, I have to come back down to that core of trusting the fundamental process of play therapy. And if, I mean, I guess if this podcast is anything, I hope that it helps... If you are a play therapist and you're listening, it helps you feel a little less lonely out there. Healing is a lonely job. I mean, we're around people all day, but we're the only ones holding the process for all of these children. We have confidentiality around what happens, so we can't talk about it any with anybody. Some of us have supervisors, and some of us have great supervisors, and some of us would be in an experience where we're not maybe with a supervisor who understands what play therapy is. Hopefully you are, because we all need support and we all need to have our own process as healers witnessed as well and obviously I can't do any of that but I can at least be someone who says hey play is valuable hey relationship and acceptance and love essentially is valuable both of them are healing and any effort to promote those things in the world and provide those things for a child is effort well taken and that's all i've got for this episode of playtime thank you for listening please rate and review and subscribe and all of that good stuff tell a friend about the show 
It helps the show get more reach. I have made some episodes at this point, probably three or four, that have been based around people writing in. So if you are someone who feels like writing in, I I really loved interacting with and connecting with people who listen. And I also love trying to craft episodes that are helpful and that I know are at least helpful to one person in the world. So, yeah. If you feel pulled to do so, um, get in touch. Uh, check out BarnettChildTherapy.com and the child-centered book series of which um, two are out right now. And one is hopefully coming out soon. And yeah, see you next time. Thank you.